Well, welcome to the Monday Minute on the Hunt Back Country podcast. You know, normally this is uh, Steve and I just kind of hitting things, but today we actually have a guest um, and Kevin from Wilderness Athletes. So Kevin, thanks for joining us. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me, Mark. Yeah, you just got back from a, a Utah hunt and, you know, kind of in between hunts here and so many guys themselves are in between hunts or getting ready to take off on hunts. So we just kind of want to hit some some timely advice from the health nutrition perspective not for training leading up to season, because hopefully we've all done that at this point. But what are some of the things we can do to be smart over the next coming weeks and months and have a great season where we remain physically capable and fresh and injury free and, and ready to hunt hard? So to begin with, Kevin, like your Utah hunts is a good example of what a lot of guys will be facing um, literally in the coming days and weeks, and that's traveling for a hunt. So whether that's like Steve and myself, we're going to be flying to Alaska and that's a ton of travel. We yeah. got listeners who are hearing this in Pennsylvania who are driving to, you know, Colorado or Idaho, just all those different scenarios of these long travel stretches leading up to a hunt. I'm yeah. just curious from your perspective, like what are some smart things to do um, to hit that hunt and begin fresh and not let travel just completely destroy you? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh that's a tough, it's a great question. Cause I think, I mean, I know I personally struggle with it and I know, I mean, anybody, you know, whether you're going hunting or just camping or whatever, long run trips are typically like the, the, the death of someone who <laughs> yeah. has been eating well or exercising and it just brings everything to a halt because you sit behind the steering wheel for so long. Um, well, one of the, I mean, one of the things that I struggle with a ton and me and my friend Nick, who was joining me on this road trip, um, struggled with was just boredom eating. You know, I mean, that's probably, I think what a lot of people fall victim to behind the windshield is, you know, you're putting in five, six, seven, eight hour like stints on the road. Um, then you're probably not hungry cause you're not burning a ton of calories, but you just sort of pass the time with, you know, chips and fries or whatever the hell, you know, you pass on the interstate. Um, so going into it, we kind of, plan that out a little bit more and, you know, just brought like a bag that was inside the truck so we didn't have to stop to pull over, which always seems like stopping to pull over to get something out of your pack, which is in the bed or something is always kind of the thing that prevents you from doing it. So we made sure we had tons of good snacks. Like we brought a bunch of Heather's Choice Packaroons, um, which were just ready to go in our truck. And, you know, the, the beauty of those is that they're simple and quick to eat, but they just hold you over for quite a long time. Um, and you can sort of eat those out of boredom sometimes and not totally, you know, <laughs> um, you know, do yourself a ton of harm, but, um, you know, that was sort of the, the, the objective. And I think a lot of guys fail to do that is just to plan for the drive. You know, they just put a ton of energy to into planning for, you know, what am I going to eat night one, breakfast one, you know, midday and they think about the hunt so much, but then the entire drive there, two days there or so you know, you're eating fast food and stuff. And by the time you get there, you're just sort of sluggish and you're bloated. Um, it doesn't do yourself any favors. So, you know, planning was a huge step for us. And we, you know, I think we did pretty well. A couple of times we binged, you know, stopped for a burrito. But, um, you know, we camped overnight um, on our way to Arizona, like on the Kaibab and, you know, had a good, had a good dinner, had good breakfast. Um, one of the things I was super impressed with was, using our MCT powder, uh, that we make in our coffee and, you know, I'm a big coffee drinker. So when I'm behind the wheel and I can drink coffee and kind of get my calories and sustainable fat at the same time as just you know, drinking coffee, it was, that was a dream come true for me. 
Yeah, mentioning coffee, I want to hit on the hydration piece, especially, mm-hmm. I mean, I have experience being a flatlander and like say when I was beginning to hunt elk, I was very, I wouldn't say concerned, but like that, that elevation difference was on my radar for sure of going from hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of feet to tens of thousands of feet at, at times. Um, and guys are in that situation now. And in my own research years ago, hydration seemed to play a key role in that and it's something Mm -hmm. I always paid attention to which it's kind of annoying when you're taking a road trip and wanting to stay hydrated because then you're just forcing yourself into breaks potentially Um, and I'm like always of the mindset of just get in and go and don't stop unless you absolutely have to but kind of from because I know you understand a little bit about this process and like why hydration is important like let us know and key us in on why hydration is so important especially if you're headed into a higher elevation hunt. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, well, obviously, anytime you're gaining elevation, um, you're going to be burning a whole lot of calories to get there, most of us. Like, most of us aren't going to be able to drive to 10,000 feet elevation and start hunting. So, you know, you got to assume that once you get to wherever you're going, you're going to start working pretty quick. As soon as you throw that pack on, you're going to start, you know, pounding away the miles. Um, You know, it's usually this time of year in most of our western states, fairly warm. Um so just a basic level of hydration is just going to keep your muscles and such ready to go, ready to perform. You have fluid and electrolytes to burn. Uh, the elevation brings a whole nother, like, you know, degree of stress to the body into it, especially when, um, you consider that, you know, one of the biggest effects of altitude is just hypoxia. You're not able to get enough oxygen into certain tissues and muscles in your body and kind of forces you to feel cramps. Uh, you feel lethargic, you feel, uh, just sort of stiff, um, you know, making sure you have a good electrolyte base in your system and good fluids in your system really helps deliver more of that oxygen to those tissues that struggle to receive it. Um, and you know, your body typically, depending on where you're coming from, is just under so much more stress in low oxygen environments. So, you know, I'm, I'm in the Phoenix Valley, so I'm anywhere from 12 to 1600 feet elevation on any given, on any given day. So, you know, when I'm hunting at 8,000 plus, my body's kind of in a bit of a shock you know it's a, it's you know i think at this point in my life i've done it enough times where i i know how to uh, adjust to it but you know the kind of the weird thing with altitude is there's some guys that have been going to ten thousand feet for years and years and years and they've never struggled with it but then all of a sudden one day um it can bring things to a screeching halt so you know staying hydrated is is obviously not going to completely quell all of your altitude struggles but it's it's probably the biggest thing you can do for yourself to start out and give yourself a fighting chance at feeling normal, operating normal, moving, sleeping, uh, thinking uh, the way you normally would, which those are all functions that tend to struggle when you just don't have enough oxygen in your system. I'm curious on a an extended hunt just from like your personal experience. You know, this is a topic we've hit in terms of nutrition and how to plan for an extended hunt and the importance that nutrition plays in extended hunt because you're not just hunting hard for three days and you can burn yourself out and you can recover. But if you have a seven day hunt, you actually need to be smart about your physicality and about nutrition, how those interplay and how you can stay fresh and hunt hard on day six, seven, not just day two, three. What, what have you found works for you personally? Um, and then how closely or different is that from your day to day life? Because one thing I've noticed and I'm just really curious about is so many people who, they put a lot of thought and planning into the nutrition strategy for a multi-day hunt. Some guys don't, <laughs> some do, 
But I'm always curious, this dichotomy of guys who eat very, very differently than they do in their day-to-day life. And and part of that's justified, right? Because day-to-day, you're not chasing elk in the mountains and there's different caloric demands. But I'm still just kind of curious about how people have had experiences with that. So what's your personal take? Like, what's your strategy? What's worked well for you? What have you learned to avoid? That type of thing. Yeah. I think on a daily basis, uh, like I, I can only speak to my experience. So I, I, you know, I eat a fairly high fat diet on a daily basis. Um, I wouldn't say I'm like a keto guy all the time. I, I try to, you know, lean more that way just by minimizing my carbs. Um, and so my diet in the mountains is typically fairly similar. You know, I try to, con- you know, concentrate most of my calories into a high fat source and the carbohydrates that I'll bring are, you know, are intentional so I can, you know, bounce back and recover quickly, that kind of thing. I mean, carbohydrates are definitely necessary, especially when you're, you know, really stressing the body out and demanding that of your body all the time. Um, but I think, you know, for me, one of my biggest things, and I wouldn't, I don't want to overlook your question by saying like, oh, nutrition isn't the most important thing because obviously it is. Um, but at some point, you know, I think you can kind of get pretty into the weeds with, how you're going to pack food and what you're going to bring. Um, and at some point calories, you know, you're just going to need calories to keep going. But one of the things that I've found to be the biggest difference maker is, is my sleep. Um, I've always, I used to struggle all the time, like no, like no, without failure, I'd get maybe three, four hours of sleep if I was lucky at night, you know, just tossing and turning uncomfortable, uh, restless, just kind of a running mind. Um, and that, to me, like if you're talking about over a seven-day period on a, on, a, on a pretty good haul of a hunt, that's what's going to bring you down before um, in your diet. Because, because you know, chances are you've, you know, I'm just going to assume someone's brought enough food. You've kind of assessed how many calories you need on a daily basis, and you bring the right food to support that. Um, but if you're not getting adequate sleep, you're going to really uh, go downhill pretty quick. Your energy's not going to be there. Your focus isn't going to be there. Um, even just your mental attitude, like your positivity, you know, tends to suffer, you know, you're just more likely to sort of throw in the towel when things aren't going your way, when you're not finding deer, um, you know, sleep is obviously such a huge, um, part to our daily health. So, you know, for me, I used to, in the past year, I've really focused a lot on that. And, um, I used to use just like a sleeping pill, like some melatonin, like a Tylenol PM or something like that. And that would definitely help, you know, help me get to sleep. Um, I always struggled with the kind of lethargic stuff that I would, you know, end up with after that. Um, in the past, you know, handful of months, I've been using, uh, the nootropic, uh, sleep aid unplug that, that we came out with, which is, which is awesome because there's no melatonin in it, meaning, I don't feel lethargic when I wake up. I wake up pretty sharp and ready to just go. Like I just got an awesome night's sleep. Even if I'm getting five hours of sleep, um, I'll feel rejuvenated and I'll just feel ready to go. And to me, that's kind of one of the biggest, um, you know, steps. One of the biggest improvements I've made personally in the last handful of years. Um, but you know, I think if we're going back to diet, you know, obviously supporting. I think the biggest thing that someone can do is to to actually take some time to understand you know, their calorie needs, you know, their body's uh, metabolic rate, you know, how many calories do I feel good on a day? Do I, do I run awesome on 2000 calories a day? Do I need 3,100? Do I need 5,000? You know, what is it? Um, and you kind of start from there. You can sort of, you know, build your, your, your daily diet out from there. Um, so, you know, I think some planning, some careful planning and paying attention to some of the foundational things like sleep is, is definitely a, a good call. Yeah, no, that's huge. 
Yeah, and what you mentioned about diet really is important because, as you mentioned, you do a higher-fat diet for the backcountry, but you're also mimicking that in day-to-day life. And not that they're the same, um, but you have some similarities there. And, you know, as I mentioned, it's just curious to me that guys that, you know, they start looking, like, say they totally geek out on calories per ounce, and so they're packing super, super high levels of fat for a backcountry hunt, but they don't eat that way day-to-day. Um and so it's just something to keep on the radar of you. If you haven't tried that, you don't know what that's going to do to you. You don't know if you're going to feel well. You don't know if you're going to have GI upset. There's all kinds of things that go into that that I think are just work, worth keeping tabs on versus just going, oh yeah. oh, yeah, but the most calories per ounce is all that matters. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, you don't need to worry about how your body is going to like respond to that. Um, yeah, I learned that lesson a couple of years ago, like when we were, when we were getting prepared for our Grand Canyon, uh, rim drum to rim when, you know, we're downing gels and chews and bars and all these, you know, things that our body may not be used to on a daily basis. And I kind of learned pretty quick that you've got to, you know, have some adjustment to those things prior because otherwise, like me personally, I've got a somewhat sensitive stomach. So, um, and I know a high fat diet can have that response with some people like if you just, you know, you'll just blow out pretty much yeah. if all of a sudden you're consuming three times the amount of saturated fat in your diet than you normally were used to. Um, so yeah, absolutely. You gotta, you gotta sort of pay attention to what your body likes. Cause some people are great carb burners. You know, some people burn carbohydrates more efficiently than others. Um, me personally, I, I go through carbohydrates like, like that, you know, like I'll eat, I can eat 6,000 calories, you know, if a bunch of those are carbohydrates, I'm not going to get nearly as much energy out of that as I would, you know, something that was much higher in fat. So I just know that about myself through kind of trial and error. Um, so yeah, it's important to have that understanding. Cool. Let's wrap up with this. And I know we're like shotgunning all over the place, but it's, I was really curious to get your take on a, a few different things that are timely as we head into seasons. Yeah. You yourself have a hunt. Um, you just finished your Utah hunt. You have a mm-hmm. hunt in September coming up. Can have you kind of have a gap and you have some later season hunts in Arizona. So, so many guys train super hard leading up to now, like leading up to September. Yeah. Um, but it's so easy to, to fall out of that, um, through the season, not only because of hunts, but because you're back from hunts and then you want to see the family and you got to work and then it's the holidays and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. What do you do, especially like you, let's say you have six weeks between your September hunt and, and your later season hunts. What's your training strategy for that? Cause you don't want to obviously kill yourself, but you need to stay ready. So I'm just curious, what does that kind of like in season training look like for you compared to call it preseason training? Yeah. Well, I mean, I can only, I mean, what I do, um, I can just speak to what I do. Cause like I, like you said, I'm one of those guys that usually prior to the season early in the, in the spring, I'm hitting it pretty hard. Like, you know, lifting a lot of weights, trying to improve my strength, that kind of stuff, you know, going at it, you know, without much hesitation. But um, about two weeks ago, I sort of throttled back on some of the heavier weights that I was lifting, you know, everything that um, would be prescribed, like in a CrossFit workout, I would, you know, I wouldn't, I would scale just about everything, you know, just lightweight, high reps, go after good reps and maintain intensity which has been kind of my focus is maintaining intensity in my workouts, you know, lowering the weight. Cause I, I feel like sometimes, you know, I have a tendency when I'm trying to, you know, increase performance to just go a little bit heavier on the weights. And that's when you run the risk of, you know, setting yourself back, you know, straining your back or your shoulder or whatever the case may be. So I'm definitely lowering weight, maintaining intensity. Um, but I think more than anything else right now, this time of year, I'm just focusing on, um, 
flexibility, mobility, just staying active and keeping the blood moving. So just a lot more cardio type stuff and then a lot more uh, mobility and stretching. You know, I think some of the times, like I, I just got back from a trip um, in Utah with a really good friend of mine, Nick, who's a personal trainer. Um, so his days, you know, his, he's a seven day a week uh, fitness freak and he trains people every day. Um, and, and he doesn't train much for, he's not really a hunter yet, <laughs> but he, you know, he, he was kind of shocked by what carrying a pack for five days, like a loaded pack for five days was like. Um, so I think doing a lot more of that this time of year is, is crucial for me too, is just carrying a heavy pack. So my body's just used to it. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of the, the function. I think a lot of guys are going to have to sort of address that one based on their own current output, you know? So me throttling it back versus somebody else throttling it back might be two different, you know, things. Like if somebody is used to just running 10 miles a day in, you know, preseason and like, Hey, what do I do during the season? You know, maybe you'd cut that down in half. And instead of running 10 miles a day, you run three to four, but then you do a lot of stretching and you'd maybe hike sometimes with your, you know, weighted pack on. Um, so, you know, that's just my approach. I'm sure some other guys are different that are just, you know, a bit different. They're like, Oh, I'm not going to cut it back at all. I'm going to hit it harder. Um, me personally, I've got a history with, you know, some injuries in my shoulder and such. And I don't, this is definitely not a time when, you know, I want to chance that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, like I said, I drop weight, I maintain the intensity and, and really focus more on the cardio, uh, mobility side of the workouts that I'm doing. So that's kind of just what keeps me feeling, you know, feeling sharp, feels like my, my blood's moving the right way. Um, you know, seems to work for me. Yeah, no, it's perfect. I think it's really smart. Awesome. Well, Kevin, this has been great, man. Um, if guys want to check out more, um, I'm sure most of our listeners have, have listened uh, to Wilderness Athlete, have seen what they've done over the years. But if guys want to check more um, out about the company, the products, anything like that, where would you send them? I'd send them to our website, just wildernessathlete.com. We've got some uh, big things coming up in the next couple months, uh, some new products. Um, but everything will be, you know, front and center on our website uh, or on our social media it would just be, you know, at wilderness athlete on Instagram or something. Um, but yeah, as long as you're tuned in there, if you're getting our emails or something like that, you'll definitely be in the know. Cause we've got a lot of cool things coming up before the end of the year for sure. Products and, and programs and things like that. Cool. Well, I'm excited to chat later this year and hear how the hunts go. Thanks man. I appreciate it.